0: Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are hereby cautioned. Yes, and finally welcome back to another episode of the Friday physio confession podcast with me Martin christensen and uh so sorry for the sporadic outputs of episodes this year uh it's been a lot going on we uh, I took my whole family and moved six hours further north while it does make me feel a little little more like home it also brings his own stuff and i've changed jobs i rented up my clinic and uh, now i'm working in with kids with special needs and uh yeah but that's not an excuse but it's an excuse still but what i really like to do is welcome back are the last guest of this year the season two which was introduced by the greatest video ever of me dancing with my string vest (laughs) and uh elephant pants but again a lovely welcome back to the great anna maria massieri welcome Uh, back anna maria
1: thank you very much martin I was so looking forward to for this part too. And I wanted yeah. to say, don't need to apologize because actually, it's okay to not have, like, we took out, you call it a hiatus with our podcast for a while because actually, we needed to. Because yeah. if we want to be really, really honest with our audience, sometimes we need all to reset. And we need to give priorities to other things. So actually, you you demonstrated that you gave priorities to what was important to you at the time. Yeah. However, how, dare you? How, how dare, dare you? how dare you?
0: <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah. So I, uh, I gave my priority to uh, moving the whole family and getting sorted out.
1: So what yeah, about yeah. up north, much northern?
0: Yeah. So, uh, I moved from, I used to live on this little Island called Hare in Helgeland in the middle of Norway, middle of nor- Norway. And I moved a uh, six hour further north, six hour drive that is. And, uh, I'm now located in the uh, Buda, which is a, 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 city, uh, one of the biggest city in the north of Norway. I think there's 65, 70,000 people here. Uh, so yeah. It's above the Arctic Circle. That's the most important thing.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Finally. Yes. And you're still located in,
1: uh, in Devon. South Devon. It's yes. well below, below the Arctic Circle. Said that, uh, quite cold tonight and quite windy.
2: Quite
0: so, cold and quite windy, yes.
1: Yes, it is very windy. And I, don't, I wanted to actually record this one in the conservatory, so the sound might not be very good, but I wanted you to see my background, my lovely Christmas yeah. tree.
0: It's a lovely Christmas tree.
1: Yeah. yeah. Lovely. So so it might be a little bit, no, you might hear a little bit of wind. But yes, no, here, here it's all good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite warm, probably warmer than than where you are. So, but it's interesting that you, that's why then you came and see, I spent a little bit of time with um, Alistair DLD Physio. Because you're working yeah, with... Yeah, I did. You. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. That was really? a, a trip that was planned quite a while ago. And uh, I think we were newly moved here when the trip happened. Yeah. So I went to see the um, L.D. Fisio, uh, L.C. Beverly, and he was kind enough to set me up in his own home uh, with fantastic. his kid and and the missus. And I shadowed him from uh, a couple of clinic uh, or one clinic day and then tried to get him as drunk as possible. It's uh, not going to be
2: that difficult, Alistair,
1: no, well, that difficult with uh, Alistair.
0: Well, honestly, he's like, uh, the, the guy is four meters tall and weighs about <laughs> 600 kilos. and in, in God, you my efforts, exaggerating. Yeah, not not at all. And in, in my effort to get him drunk, I ended up quite drunk myself.
1: <laughs> no, uh, no, Marty. Yes.
0: So, but did you know that apparently in, in Beeston, uh, it's considered rude to uh, walk the last 200 meters to where you're staying nude? <laughs> I did not n- know that. Uh, so, but anyway. Did that well?
2: Yeah, well
0: I think that Alistair had to carry me home and then got some complaints from his neighbors, but all in all it was a very very <laughs> nice trip. And uh <laughs> to see him, well I got I got to meet some of his, his uh, some of the people he's working with and, and watching work and uh he's he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's he 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 actually what what he does, what he preaches, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he He, is. I think, uh, you know, when people say, this is not his profession, this Mm. is who he is. And it's understanding of disability, but also the rights of people that they don't have a voice. It's uh, amazing. I I was never, never aware and I'm my fault, but never, never aware of, uh, work in MSK care or in, in people care within disabilities. And he opened a new, such an interesting world. And we actually, we all, we all should learn, we all, uh, we can all learn plenty from him plenty yeah especially, complex, and that's why it's i've complex complex physiologically it's complex, uh, yeah. physiologic, complex psychologically so i never realized that actually some people comes in already with higher risk factor for other things
0: that Yeah,
1: you will not exactly. know, think about and, and that's
0: why i've uh, i've asked him to come to norway to Buda in february to yeah. set up a, a live course on the 17th oh, of february yeah. next year
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and um Let's see how we get. But that's enough for the big man. He gets... Uh, he gets
1: enough. isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's he's enough. Him, he's he's a yeah. dickhead. Oh, yeah. it's oh a massive. He's still a dickhead. Yeah. 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 We love massive. him, but still a dickhead. Yeah. Can yeah, we yeah. say yeah. dickhead on the, on the microphone?
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is an all-go podcast. Yeah. I think the only thing that we ever got a negative review about... I, I once called my kids the C word. Oh. I got... Yeah. But it, to be fair, they are—they yeah. are the c-word. But but like calling kids—that was not appropriate. And and <laughs> they then we social got services. yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we we got actually we got a couple uh, a couple of comments on our last podcast. We could hear your glasses clinking.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> yes, was, wasn't it? Yeah. plenty of clinking on, on our glasses on, on yeah. the last podcast i i think i i think i crawled back to bed oh but that was a yeah. the podcast it was a
0: good i think i had a slow really slow uh day at the clinic the day after and not slow meaning that i got uh, a few patients but just me my brain going at a yeah turtle pace <laughs> But it was a good, it was a good, it was a good, was
1: a, was a very good, good fun part. talk, and that's why,
0: link. yeah, and that's why I called you back, Andrea, because we're fun, we are agree, agreeable, so, uh, well, at least you are agreeable,
2: oh.
0: I'm more of a, I don't know, but anyway, that's, that, that's the point, the point, I, I wanted to ask you back on the pod. We were touching in a bit of it, uh, during our last podcast, but what I wanted to talk about today was like, now I'm presuming you all heard the first podcast with Dana Maria and, and myself where we talked about, uh, manual therapy, massage and all that stuff. And what I really wanted to talk about today was touch. What is it like to, Touch other people.
1: What a beautiful word! Yeah, I do find even the word "touch" yeah kind of stimulates or evokes feelings. Isn't it? It's, uh, it's so it's so beautiful, so powerful, so underrated. And often mis- misunderstood. But when we say about touch, let's be let's be honest, Martin. Not everybody likes it and not everybody needs to like it. So no. everything I'm gonna say about touch, it's what evidence is telling us what people like me who likes touching people is experiencing.
2: Well, you know,
1: but yeah but, yeah, but I also the people that come to my clinic, because it's a private clinic where outside there is written massage, as part of some of our interventions, they already self-selecting. So I already know that those people like to be touched. So Thank my you. view, apart from the, uh, the, the the part of the evidence, part of it, the neurophysiology of it, it is my view, and is very restricted to people that they don't. That, that, sorry that they do like touch. So. Yeah. I do not experience, although I have some experience with some of my students that they thought the light touch. And then when they actually came into class, they realized, oh, I'm not feeling as comfortable to touch as I thought I would. But then mm. they actually explored it through a different perspective and actually then they they, they became, um, they enjoyed the touch. So that's why I say whatever we're going to discuss is my my Absolutely,
0: very yeah. limited, yeah, very limited spirit, yeah. and that's really important. Yeah, a clearance of bias there. Uh, and I think that it's important as well to mention that. Um, why it was so easy to me for me to get into this whole uh hands off side of the things, if you can call it that the hands off, hands off, yeah. hands on, hands off debate is that I never quite enjoyed touching people that much like so the it was quite easy for me to be leave someone that said well you don't have to right so yep. that's our bias yep. out of the way and, and uh, the other thing the sorry can... Can,
1: before before we go further can we can we we need to have a clear understanding of what we're talking about you might be hands-on hands-off in terms of manual therapy but yeah. i bet you touch the person like a, you know, a hand on the shoulder, a hand on the knee, you know. Oh, so, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. So what what mm. we're going to discuss tonight is touching the form of... of uh, you know, sustain touch, or for like in 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 we call it force-based. So a, a touch that is sustained and is quite force in order to achieve uh, an outcome. So that's what we're talking yeah. about. Because yeah. actually, I, over all the people that they say, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I don't use manual therapy. No, but you still use touch. Yeah. You know, the form yeah. of touch, and that's yeah. that is so important.
0: Yes, I think that sustained touch is a quite a, a good term for it like because we that's where the falls debate come from because we all touch people but like sustained touch is quite a good uh yeah, yeah. ground yeah and uh my wife just got home from horse riding
1: hi wife she just,
0: yeah she just went down the stairs heading to the showers with a beer so uh, Abesh,
1: it's really really proud of you wearing that pyjama
0: we got we got same pyjamas
1: oh my god she must pajamas be very baby. proud of you then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're proud very yeah nice. wonderful she's
0: lovely she's a lovely woman she yeah,
1: yeah. to be with you yes
0: but, she has to yeah. be but <laughs> to, to <laughs> continue i just got unfocused by sitting up on the, uh, at the dinner table uh talking about sustained touch and i got mm. my wife walking by in her uh, well she was nearly a bit chested. With a hanging out and got herself a beer. So I was, I was distracted for a moment there. But yes, sustained touch. Yes.
1: And that, that's important. Cool. That is yeah. important that we start in having the right messages when we, if we discuss this, if we have these discussions at um, a professional level
2: yeah because totally, you know
1: yeah. yeah because actually when people say so oh, yeah i might not use my you know, people say i might not use manual therapy but touch they might mm. be using it so, but the touch mm. we're discussing tonight is the manual therapy touch is that the hands-on the massage that the sustained yeah. touch because we know there are some you know different type of touch will have different responses and what 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 me. in fact, recently I did um, a presentation at um, Therapy Expo about deep touch, because until deep, now... Deep touch. Deep touch, yeah, yeah. Really. so deep pressure, sorry, deep pressure. And actually, yeah. if you're going to be working with children with disabilities, you're probably quite conversant with um, heavy blankets, the use of heavy blankets,
2: yeah, um, Been, in yeah. order
1: to down-regulate the nervous system. And there is some really good evidence emerging... Because of some excellent uh, research being done by, especially Laura Case uh, Tal, in um, I think it's in San Diego, and what they are, are, what they are discovering, that we are responding to certain type of deep touch in, a, in the same way in which we are responding to the mm-hmm. to the light t- light superficial um, yeah. CTA type fibers touch, which I think we we. We very, uh, we touched, excuse the pun, we touched by last time when we said, you know, we found that this light, cittatile, sustained so touch when it's light and when it's uh, at um, temperature around 32, they stimulate the citatile fibers, which they get processed in a part of the brain called the insular cortex. Mm. And why is interesting? Because into this insula, insular cortex, you have, you get, you process the sense, the sensory, motor view, or the sensory motor um, kind of t- understanding of touch, but also emotions. That's why the light touch it stimulates or evoke emotion. But what this Laura case found is that the deep touch. Seems to have the same effects. So there is a different pathway, but the effect is the same. The effect is one of being interpreted into the uh, into the cortex. It's an effect that does stimulate uh, emotions, positive. Emo- when I say emotions, it's actually positive emotion. Obviously, context mm-hmm. matter, context matter. But what she did, the, which was really interesting, to try to Uh, to try to mitigate some of the contextual effect, she she used a a pump, like a lymphatic pump, and the lymphatic pump was providing the type of deep touch that uh, she was looking for, that massage might provide. So, you know, contextual effect were as much as possible mitigated, but the response was still the same, the response on... um, Feelings, and then they've taken a functional MRI. What they yeah. found also really interesting is that people with uh, chronic pain they might lack some uh, perception of the deep touch. So yeah, it was it was it was quite it was quite it was quite interesting.
0: Yeah. Now, and, and this is touching about uh, what we discussed on our last podcast, where we kindly agreed that uh, the debate is is faulty in itself because we need yeah. to actually d- debate what what is the the effect. What why does it feel good, and what is the what is happening yeah, exactly? Mm-hmm. And and when you're talking about uh, kids and and deep touch and emotions, it, it kind of brings me back to. Actually, my favorite patients now is the ones that, well, aside from like uh, kids with Down syndrome, they're just Jesus Christ, they're the most beautiful kids in the world, But, but the kids that are wheelchair bound and they get into the hospital I work in the hospital now and they get in and everybody is like covered in in scrubs and things like that and and they get the uh, like lifts out to get them out of the chairs and I can well and this is me for being a a man a capable man or or semi-strong man I can like can look this kid in the eye and like, do you want me to lift you myself instead of the yeah electric lift and the useless like yes. no yes. yes. and take that and take that uh, uh touch up uh, out of the chair and I always seem to, especially with a couple of patients where I could I just enjoy this moment and I see they enjoy this yes. moment so I've uh, on a couple of occasions I have delayed the whole session because I ha- had a kid in my arm who can't move but we were dancing like slowly through yes. the room for 15-20 minutes before we went to the bench and we did that like clinical stuff
1: yes how know? important that is clinical so we went before going to the clinical staff. No, Martin. The clinical staff started in the moment in which you interacted with those people. In the moment, yeah, you chose touch because in the moment this is what that, that child needed then. Again, I'm sure that I mentioned it again. So forgive me if I'm uh, repeating on to the George Esteves and the other. Uh, Giorgio Esteves Rossettini and uh, um, Parlin from Italy and Malta, they wrote a fabulous couple of papers about touch and therapeutic alliance. And they postulated that touch, because of this emotion evoking, is actually... M- Stimulates or facilitates therapeutic alliance. And Parlin says a word which I absolutely love. She says, when you touch somebody, it's like it's like communicating to them, I am like you. And therefore, mm. trust is then instigated, and that's where therapeutic alliance starts. The, we'll see that I don't treat disabled children, and but I treat elderly. Uh, quite a lot quite you know a big portion of my of my clients and those are people that often have not been touched for a long time you know the safe yeah. touch you know i'm talking about the, the the social touch and to them to come to clinic and and you know even even if it's not a manual therapy session but i hold uh, let's say their knee why why or attach the knee while they're doing that sit to stand you know when you, you just provide them that that gentle, safe uh, communication. And it's not what what interests me about the the research is coming out now, Martin, it's not only about contextual effect. I mean, I would not have any problem if I thought it was just contextual effects, because those are important as well. But we are understanding more and more that for certain people, it has to be pleasant, obviously, for certain people, there is a, a very clear touch pathway uh that that stimulates certain evokes certain emotions and we you know is the opening options for uh, chronic pain you know yeah
0: i I think that uh, that's not uh, strange really to find out because we know that uh like stress in a, a young age will will have uh certain effects on the older age in in which we see yes. our system perceives uh, no and how uh, our system pre- yeah perceive and and finding out that emotion is connected to every area i i think that's just yeah. logical because you're in emotional by nature I think that you you can't you can't really take any any um uh, jesus i'm i'm forgetting the english word you you can you can't take any stimuli mm-hmm. and and remove it from an emotional reaction yeah like except ex- oh. ex- except breathing when you're sleeping but then again you you go into dreams and you go into you ah, still but this is and, the what, this is, yeah. is what
1: in- yeah but this is what interests me um martin is that we knew them with the um heavy blankets okay there are some really good um um RCTs with the, of the use of heavy blankets. We knew that already, but with touch, we are discovering that they are context non-dependent to context, and that the emotion that they, stimul- they stimulate, it is a pleasant emotion. So anything modulate pain, you know, anything modulate pain because of the gate. Uh, um, oh my God! Um, because of, of gating. But this is different. There are citadel touch and this deep touch that Laura case is studying. It's actually modu- not only modulate pain, but actually as touch, it provides a pleasant, non-context dependent type of emotion. And this is what, what I find it very, very interesting, that even if you remove the context, it's still well you know little be contented but, but it's still fairly pleasant so yeah. if we can take that and we can then apply to people with uh, chronic pain people or children in this case with uh, you know um like we use uh, or they use uh, heavy blanket with children with, with autism to help them to self-regulate, you know, there are so many things that we can apply to for people that like touch. And that's why I love yeah. the, the, the the fact that it's not just touching, modulate something, there is a particular positive, pleasant response to it.
0: Yeah. What would be interesting to see if, but, but this is not ethical or mm-hmm. morally right, it's like to see uh, somebody without any human interaction, without any social interaction, without without any pre-eds getting touch, does that stimulate?
1: Well, we we, we cannot do that, we cannot do that, Martin.
0: (laughs) We we can, but we shouldn't.
1: No, 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 yes, Uh, to reproduce that, this is why a lot of touch studies where they are still done on on preterm babies. So we know the touch on preterm babies. So you kind of mitigate some of the, those contextual factors with preterm babies. That we know that people, the the children that receive touch from the mothers, they they do better.
2: Yeah, they, they, but we also we also
1: weight.
0: we also see see uh, CNS activation of the mother's voice after
2: True.
0: quite a few few months. So you can't like. Yeah. There's not an isolated cage such as still. Yeah. My point being is that as human beings, we can't, like, control for everything.
1: But we want to, it's don't just, we? You no,
0: know, we don't want to because then, then it's not. would be suitable in a lab, but yeah, in yeah. real, real life
1: but we but, uh, seem to that otherwise to otherwise we don't put enough importance to it until unless yes, everything yes. Uh, unless everything is so well mitigated or so well controlled but actually then it's not real life is it
0: no it's not but let let's go um let's go over to let me push you a bit about this one and it's, it is uh, let me push you because it's something i don't feel uh quite confident to do well i feel confident to do it but i'm i'm feeling like this is not my favorite thing in the world and the reason Mm -hmm. why I is i I don't know the reason why but it's it's the reason why i so fully believed and delved into this uh hands-off philosophy let's talk about that we already got rid of the queue that yeah i touched I touch people, so that's not that's not on the yeah. table here. But um,
1: but you don't use manual therapy within your interventions.
0: Yeah. So how is it for you as a clinician to touch other people?
1: Love it. I don't know if I should just say, but it's um, what is it for me? I, th- I think I think about that fairly often because. I, I always, I always believe that into a therapeutic encounter we need to match, uh, you know, if to be an evidence informed, you know, evidence, therapist expertise, and client values and preferences. We have to also to match that all, all three of them with the therapist skill set and the pe- therapist. Uh, aptitude, yeah, not not just uh, you know a skill onto something, but, but what the therapist like it's or passionate about. Somebody might call that bias. I know where my biases are because I do enjoy hands on, so giving people treatment, giving people hands on treatment. But I keep my biases under control. Yeah. But obviously, I will, despite keeping my biases under control. I am, of course, I'm going to go towards manual therapy because actually I enjoy that uh, interaction. That you,
0: so you enjoy that touch?
1: I do enjoy that. I do. Yeah. In fact, again, there is some um, uh, evidence to show that there is a biosynchronicity, especially in massage. Yeah. Again, George Esteves, uh, look at that. There is biosynchronicity. He is that? Uh, when uh, we you know during touch uh, citaile touch, there is releases of oxytocin and some neuro um, you know some neuro uh, or some opioids. It, it does happen for the therapist itself. So it's actually okay. you know it's uh, social grooming call it, whatever whatever yeah. you want to call it. So to me, it's not difficult to choose. That's why people come to me because actually I like to provide massage, but I choose it. As an intervention for people that it fits within that encounter. Yeah. If I didn't, I would be a hands-on therapist. For some, for some of my clients, I am a hands-off therapist because touch might not be quite suitable for those people.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but to put put you on the spot even more. So, like when you're doing, like say, a, a massage. Mm-hmm. And there's a sit. It's a a ripe sit. Like, just there, ready for the picking. Do you... What's your thought process on that? Are you, like me, repressing your own urges to pop it? Or are, are you able to still be in that... The sustained touch.
1: Oh Jesus! I thought, did he just say that? Did he just did did he bloody say that? I oh, okay. Let's be really honest. Sometimes I I absolutely hate. Oh God! Just even the thought about it, I have to not look at the skin sometimes because it's. Oh, I cringe. Don't let me even think about it. Oh, I cannot <laughs> even think about it. Oh, Jesus. Now that you just said I cannot even think about it. Uh, but So sometimes I absolutely yeah. cringe. Uh, but,
0: absolutely and because cringe. this this is the fact dealing with humans yeah, yeah. and human skin. And I see elderly
1: yeah. people and some of the things you say, you think, oh, my God, you know, and you just got to go back. But then sometimes I got this. So I got this. Fabulous client. She is in her and she comes in. Uh, she has neck osteoarthritis and she she absolutely feels so much better with a massage and then we can... Anyway, a, a skin on her back, oh, my God, is the best skin <laughs> ever. Not a blemish, soft like a baby's bottom. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> but you know i'm not there to to judge people's skin
0: no no no, no. no that,
2: but, oh
1: that's... my god now that you gave me the thought of oh, martin i'll never get the thought again i thought when you were saying i thought is he really 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 saying that yeah. oh god mm-hmm. i could not even see that oh
0: because this this is part of it right this what is, is it that you don't it.
1: like about touching people
0: well, I like touching people, but I don't like the prolonged, the, the sustained touched. Right, and and part of it is is of course that I'm I'm thinking what what I'm trying what am I trying to achieve? What is the goal here and everything about that? But my biggest stick with it is probably mm. that with the sustained touch, you're feeling every bumps, you feel feeling yeah. every thing and i stare at some blackheads for fucking oh, hours for God.
1: oh Jesus! stop, stop.
0: Oh, and just stop. just thinking oh. if i if i move my thumbs just no
1: I, no you've got to it go would around feel there. like a massage no. but
0: i'll just pop that shit
1: no you've you know, got to go around that mate you got to go around there because if they pop, <laughs> oh just the thought of it, it
0: oh it, exactly. then mixes
1: with your oil no 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 no, no. <laughs> Jesus, but, that thought I d- never yeah, going to this is the reality. The same we, way we, again. We, we... I just needed you to mention that, didn't I? Well done, Martin. You know, nobody's ever had the guts to say that. Well done, you, Martin. Well done, you. Chapeau. Chapeau. <laughs> Jesus.
0: But, 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 <laughs> but it is yeah. a reality, isn't it? It is a reality. So, yeah. Well, some, I don't yes. know.
1: For some people, maybe, maybe oh, just. Yeah. But yeah, you, you know, it, it, those are the those are the the day to day shit that we encounter.
2: Yeah. yeah. You it
1: know, the other one is you know sometimes people might have less of a um, what do you call? would you say? You know, they're not as hygiene conscious as some <laughs> of, some of us are, and that again is. Uh, a little bit of, a, but again, that might tell me yeah. something about them. Yeah, you know, might tell me something about the state of mind. If it's something unusual for them, or you know, everything to me, if, if this is who they are, that's fine. You know, I'm as long as you know, health and safety is kept. Uh, you know, we we keep it safe, and anyway, we sanitize everything. But for some people, actually, it could be a sign that they're not looking after themselves. As they could, so that's that's where. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That's a good point. Yeah,
1: but I. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, you know, I the sustained touch, call it massage, call it whatever you want to call it, manual therapy, to me is allowing the the person to to create a better interoceptive precision. Think about the back. Think about people with lower back. We know that their uh, um they 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 the map or their the sensory map of of the back is sometimes can be a little bit disrupted, and yeah. by by actually touching onto an area where they don't see themselves, it might help create a better precision. So that when then we go into some advice on some movement or they actually will be more prone to to engage with a part of the body that might have not been before
2: yeah. just saying this, maybe you should do this...
1: massage maybe i can come i can come up and teach you to do massage you and alistair oh my god that would be so yeah. much fun
0: yeah especially alistair imagine that big yeah. hunk of a man doing a massage on you oh, oh
1: not me oh jesus oh no. holy
0: oiled up
1: Oh, no, sweet music going! No, I don't use oil. <laughs> I bet it's gonna be really good. I bet he wants to be a massage therapist in it <laughs> secretly. Yeah, yeah, secretly. <laughs> why then? So tell me why you so with your uh, clients. Mm. How do you establish that therapeutic alliance? How do you Let's say somebody comes to you and they have been very disillusioned, yeah, from uh, from colleagues, from you know part of the part of your professions, and they say, "Oh, they didn't touch me, or they just gave me a piece of paper with exercises."
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. How do
1: that, that, you establish the that sorry, not the touch? How do you establish that how do you, confidence in you? the
0: touch? Oh, your bias is showing through. Yes, I yeah.
1: know. Oh, that's very well. <laughs> no, it, actually it's not my bias showing, it's my drink uh, going yeah.
0: in. Even better. even better. Uh, so yeah, uh, talking about my uh, uh time in, in private practice, like so take the easy easy one first with someone who comes in and tells me uh the last guy, the last woman, um didn't even touch me yeah that's where I begin I secure touch uh first of all I listened a lot I had the uh, the um, privilege of setting up my own schedule so I could set up a really long time oh, and I excellent. usually I excellent. usually just talked talked for yeah 40 to 50 minutes.
1: Really oh excellent. Yeah. Nice to Starting hear. Setting
0: up and uh and then especially during if somebody said said that already during the examination, I would be quite like hands-on, even doing you know the special tests and all that.
1: Yes, yeah, bravo. Holy bravo.
0: Holy, holy, holy I would touch positioning the arms and just stay like that. And um but I would I would like building therapeutic Alliance for me has always been to establishing a mutual context or a mutual understanding of, of, of laughter within my clinic. Like, Who, who are you? Uh, who am I? Who are we in this, in this setting? And, um, so establishing therapeutic Alliance has always been to me, can we be friends in this moment mm-hmm. and in the moments to come uh, further more than like uh, f- really finding out what's what's the problem yeah, because yeah. if i get to be friends with you in this moment in this clinic stop we will find out uh in this a is while.
1: Of, yeah this is one of the things that i think we do not get uh, this is one of the drawback which i try to change in my at least in mm-hmm. my own clinic. Is that what I said to you? You know, I see only certain type of people—people people that they want to be touched. Yeah. Because of that, because their understanding or expectations of physiotherapies, oh, they don't touch me. Massage therapy, so they come, they touch me. They come to me with the expectations. So, although I set up my room with, you know, as soon as you come into my room, you see those two chairs looking at each other. It's set up for talking, and then they catch on the side, and then the rehab equipment on the other. But the expectations is always towards the massage. Yeah, yeah. so they are respect. Until then, it, it, sometimes it takes me several sessions to make them understand that, not to make them understand, that sounds very patronizing, but to, to bring awareness that the massage is not the real intervention. Or it's not the intervention that is gonna create the change. Is the intervention is gonna give them the experience, the positive experience, and it's in that positive experience that they can then make the change. So, but so for me, you know, for you, it's a little bit not easier, but. You know, you have less barriers. Well, for me, people that come to me already, they will be expecting the massage. So if yeah. I sit down and, uh, you know, I sit down quite often, my, my especially the initial consultation, you know, I, I listen is a big part of it. But you can see them, that they, they can be quite edgy and, you know, we're going to go on the car, we're going to do yeah. some assessment or...
0: On the yeah. couch and um and, and this, this reminds me what you just said is like the expectations uh within that setting is is, is quite is quite clear and I think that expectations of there has been changed of, of the public, the expectation of the public has been changed a bit around physios now. So so my job is kind of getting quite a bit easier. But what you said remind me of something my little sister or my sister said she's a she's a Cairo, so of course okay. she's not she's not welcome in the family anymore. And
1: <laughs> she's and, also died. Uh, Yeah, oh, but she there.
0: reaches out, yeah, but she reaches out now and then. But <laughs> like Are you uh, a these
1: in your family?
0: No, 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 no. My uh, mom is a preschool teacher and my dad is a mechanic. So yeah. Uh well, uh so sister is uh Cairo and uh she was talking about something like that. And she told me, like, I hate to manip. I think it's scary to manip, to to, to mm-hmm. crack. And therefore, I'm always fighting against the patient to see the way. Oh. Because they I'm a Cairo, and in Norway, they come to Cairo to get cracked. That's Just it. Here. Mm. Not, not uh, any other stuff. They go to other people for that. Just I come to you to get cracked. That's it. And so she's fighting against the same thing. Like she's, she's sitting down taking this objective and you yeah. go, you got all that, you know, when are we, when are you cracking our back? Yeah, when yeah, are yeah. you, when are you, let's
2: go, let's Some,
1: go. Yeah, yeah, I totally feel her. I totally, totally feel because sometimes we have, no, we have to, sorry, that's terrible. Oh. Their expectations, the client's preferences and value in this case, in order for me to have that really meaningful conversation when behavior change might be facilitated, so understanding of about the pain and activities, sometimes it comes down the second or third treatment. Because yeah. in order, because if straight away I say to them that could be right or wrong, but if I say to them, look, actually, massage is not what you need, I will be alienating them and they yeah. will go. To somebody else's is going to tick the biases. So, what I do, a compromise, I listen to them. I. How dare you? Yeah. yeah well, I change. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes they say, oh, yeah, I've been to the. To, sorry, I'm going to say the chiropractor, but, you know, <laughs> I've been to, and they told me that my back pain is because my right pelvis is, my right ilia is tilted and so on. I do not even comment and they no. just be very quiet i let them be i don't even challenge them there and then because if they go into the chiropractor for 10 15 years or whatever sometimes who am i to say anything to them they will know they will completely alienate me so i provide uh, listening i do i assess i make sure that i'm not missing any red flags and I just support them until the second and the third treatment where therapeutic <sighs> alliance has been built. And then we can start having some really meaningful challenges yeah. to their belief. If that is important, well, most of the time it's important because yeah. their beliefs actually is what often amplifies the pain, but it's complex. Yeah. I really totally feel for, for, for your sister because I get that. So I, Think the way I navigated, I reconcile with that is actually, it's a way for me not to, to provide, for example, in my case, massage for her manips, is is allowing them to, um, to understand that you can speak the same language, and then, you know, the the, the real change can happen yeah sure.
0: exactly and th- this reminds me of uh i just delivered our examine within stress and pain and and there was wasn't one paper ursin at all uh, oh yeah remember the yeah and it was talking about uh, uh how the perception of stress and how the perception of being in control how that either amplified that when you had the perception of not being in control, amplified stress level and or decreased it, even if that did not change their like, result, yes, and or, or how good or they comp let's say just they, how they yeah. how competent they felt to do a yeah. task, yeah, and uh, just believing like, well, this is just another task I had to practice or this is scary and uh, uh so the just the simple understanding of the, the simple switch from i can't do this to i just need to practice just
2: yes.
0: lower that stress yes. response yeah yeah exactly yeah oh that's you're thinking like, i made yeah I made, no, that yeah that, that's,
1: yeah that, that is make me think a little bit again about back your sister and uh, oh no you she's
0: know. dead to us she, she don't have to think so much but.
1: Uh, no but jokes aside made me think a little bit yeah. back in your sister that she is dead in the room and uh, how many ki- how many modern kairos will be the same where they're there that they have they feel that they feel the stress and that kind of dichotomy of this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to give. Mm. And you've got the client that are expecting that, and I see that about the physio. And I, I feel I'm there to really, honestly, uh, to to really, because I know how good you know what what the type of of of, especially where I am, the local energy physios are outstanding, but the client. Picks up only one little part of what the physio says. Their interpretation, and yeah. I, I don't want to make them, you know, I don't want to say, oh, you know, you, you kind of blaming the clients. No, but they pick up only one small part of it, and, and that that is really sad to me. And as I say, mm-hmm. you know, actually, physiotherapy has changed. Yeah. You know, l- 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 thanks God for that. They they their focus is different. That's why we exist as soft tissue therapists, you know, highly skilled massage therapists. But let's not devalue what the, well, the physio. But for Cairo, it's gonna be diff- different and difficult.
0: Yeah, it's that. It's not like how I f- think of it. It's not like patient blaming. Is 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 culture understanding? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, perception. It's just. Bravo! Yeah. Bravo! Yeah. And,
2: that, and the um,
1: media is called lot, lot, lot to answer for. Lots to answer for. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. so angry with the media.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always this in Norway. There's always this talk about um, what we called "helsevesen," and directly translated, that's the being of health. Um. That's what you called, and and so this being of health is something you have to struggle against. I didn't get the help I needed. I didn't get the help I wanted. Uh, and so this being of health is something we must fight. And uh, That's and I think that, that uh, sort of thinking, that sort of understanding is why I've done this podcast or, or done the Friday Physio Confessions. Mm. In the meantime, it's just to get back to the public that is not the being of health that lets you down it's a misunderstanding between you the guy that worked in reception and Lydia who was your therapist and uh, Sarah that was your GP based on all this knowledge you weren't being let down you were being Yes, yeah, screened, and sometimes you were screened wrong, and sometimes you were screened right. You, It just didn't fit upon your...
1: It, the uh, yeah. Bravo. This is the... It, it's matching. We need to match... We need to match client's needs or client wants to the client needs yeah. and to the person. You know, sometimes it's... I run a clinic where we are all soft tissue therapists, you know, so all trained in my school and but I still have several seven therapists. And people say, but why would you have seven people doing the same thing? But we don't, it's not about us doing this, we are seven different people. So we're actually allocating to the type of person my suit better, sometimes it's, it's to do with, more to do with injury, you know, somebody with knee pain. but. It's about matching people, and I love this word because it's actually, I think what we're struggling is the lack of communication. It's in that interaction, the lack of understanding and communication. This is what touch, sometimes, not for everybody, in the right place, it's a way to tell them, I hear you. When I go and massage and I press a point, call it whatever you want to call it, and they say, yes, I recognize the pain. That's exactly where I was feeling it. And then they breathe into it. And then I say, look, you got it on the other side as well, but the other side is not as painful because in this side, your shoulder has been a bit pissed off for the last few weeks. So they all are irritated. So I expose them to the same pain in a different environment. And that helped them reconceptualize. So all of a sudden, I'm validating their pain. Yeah. So this is why I, I think we had a great conversation with, uh, and uh, sorry, you can see my ADHD brain goes over the places, but at <laughs> Therapy Expo, we had a fabulous conversation about with with a, the the consultant MSK um Physiotherapist uh, that she uh, created the MSK Alliance co- conference. She called Amanda, amazing, a really, really top, top, top lady. And we were talking, and she said to me, she said, "Oh Anna, you know, I'm really sad that the physio. No, no, she said actually, she said I enjoyed when physio uh, did the massage training and all physio like massage and so on." I said, "Yes, Amanda, but you you still do not understand it." You still think that we are massage therapists. The massage therapist is somebody who just massages. It's like a a technician, an interventionalist. We are person care. We are people carer. Yeah, I'm quite happy to be called a carer. I am a people supporter. The fact that I use massage as part of my intervention, it's secondary. It's like if I call every physiotherapist, you are exerciser. You're no, isn't it? You you are supporting the person achieve their goal through physical activity.
0: Yeah, this I is think what that. We... Yeah, and this is uh, where we cross into the the domain of, of, of politics, right, and, and, and social economics. So, so yeah. when when you're in the NHS. And uh, when you're in your a hospital or system anywhere, you need to like view the evidence from a, a, a perspective that does not necessarily fit the individual Correct. in that context.
2: Correct.
0: A- and we need to give the advice and do the stuff that allows us to treat most yes. able people within that time frame. It does not mean that
1: financially viable as well, yes, of course. Yeah, exactly. And
0: it does not mean that, uh, for me at least, it does not mean that other interventions uh, is low value. And this is a thing that uh, I've, I've, I've quite been, I don't think those interventions are low value. I think that value hasn't been declared, right? So what is value? Yeah. If, if you're looking at money per minute, it's low value. Are, are, are you looking for uh, effect per minute? It's yeah. low value. Are you looking Perfect. at at experience per value afterwards? Perfect. It it's going to rise up.
1: And, I do not want to see, and I said that many times, and I said it with other meetings as well. I do not want to see hands on or manual therapy, or definitely no massage in NHS, is not the right settings. It's not the right settings because it's not a come in and go out. It's not an intervention. It's part of a broader intervention. Mm. So I could not agree more with you that actually we need to be looking at efficacy, but also... Financial viability. When we're talking about public money, yeah. But when we talk about private care, and you know, I'm I'm not ashamed why I'm in private care. We cannot underestimate the some of those contexts around the real inter the real encounter. So, as I say, I don't yeah. see massage as an intervention per se, as he massages the context around the real intervention. So for me, massage or manual therapy is a way to reach something. Usually it's a symptom modification. The symptom modification allows me to do something else.
0: We agree. Yogi,
1: we we do. Don't we? Do we, Martin? Yes, I think we agree. (laughs) I'm glad you so uh, well. Do you know what? We don't have to agree, and maybe because I'm quite old now. Um, not quite old. <laughs> that, that, that something really actually. Hello, I'm not quite old, I just passed my 49th year a few days ago. Okay, so let's go for the record. And but one thing that I realized is that. I really wanted just to please, and um, especially professional. Oh my God, I'm doing something really wrong. That's so and so. Then all of a sudden, I realized I, I'm a critical thinker. I don't need a praise or praise from, you know, from from my colleague or or, or say that you're right. I need to to actually feel myself that what I'm doing is a hundred percent. You know, what I think uh, it, it's all right, and for me all, being all right is, or is, you know, challenging myself all the time. Um, I've got this thing that, you know, I always say to myself, but what about if, but what about if. So I, I, yeah. always, I always challenge myself, and I don't care what people think. I mean, there is a great way of being, <laughs> you know, in your 50s, great way.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm struggling with that. I'm. I'm working continuously on that. Uh, to not give a fuck about what people think,
2: mm.
0: and I. I. I do believe I'm quite capable of doing that in my workplace. First of all, I. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Mm. I don't give a fuck about what people think in my sort of communicating. I do give a fuck. But how they think around a problem mm. to prove me wrong? Yeah, you're welcome. Please do prove me wrong. I want to be wrong, and then yeah. I want to learn why right. I was wrong. Yeah. But as a find, that, I'm still in my personal life. I'm like. I, I, I do care what people think do, like in, in in personal i find that it's it's quite my wife used to say that oh my god martin the physio, that man is a is a keeper oh my god that man is good he's confident he's not afraid to be wrong and then you come home and be like oh i'm sorry was that that yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah you know
1: yeah
0: yeah i'm I'm still struggling to because i am myself at work but i'm still struggling to get those two sides of me connected
1: yeah i i have to say and i know that we spoke that about that privately but having my ADHD diagnosis, and everybody says, oh, everybody got diagnosed for the ADHD. Yeah, maybe. But to me, it was such a help, Martin. It made all of a sudden sense of all these things that, you you know, in certain settings, I know. So, like, for example, explain to me why... Usually, my brain is all over the places and I get bored with everything, with many things. I've been doing this profession, I come from archaeology background, but I've been doing this yeah, profession.
2: So I remember. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because so, but true. I've been doing this profession for 22 years. And I, I kid you not, Martin, I am as excited about it as I was 20, 22 years ago. So, it's, and you know, people think I'm a workaholic. And what, what, the way psychiatrists explained it to me said, Anna, Actually, your profession, your job, your role your makes sense to me. I am so comfortable because think about it as, you know, predictive processing. I know, you know, that while in social environment or in a more relaxed settings, I struggle. And th- th- those insecurities, then they all come out. And oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they they all come out, and all of a sudden, what made me realize that actually, you know, the psychiatrist Adana obviously always try to, you know, to reach and and have, you know do what you want to do, do what you think you should be doing, but ultimately your brain works in a certain way, and that's yeah. okay. It's not wrong. It's it is divergent, and yeah. all of a sudden you realize I'm not wrong. I might be a bit different because my I might be a bit different. I might feel ooh, you know, I wish I was better now, why? But I'm not wrong. And once you realize that you are not wrong, or you cannot, you know, certain things that you they are they're kind of determined, there is liberating, and then you can really try, put effort into changing certain things, but if you don't, alas. I'm still a social I'm still when you know if you come and talk to me i'm I'm the most a social person in the world, and but I'm okay with that now because I know why,
0: but that must be a character trait to Devon because when I was went up to or down in my case to see l a we had a gentleman from Devon see us Luke Todd, <laughs> and he's. Like he he's got the greatest arms I've ever seen.
1: He was got
0: wide shoulder.
1: We are weird. Oh, I can't wait for you to come down here. Maybe, Mm. maybe, maybe, maybe we ought to do a live podcast between me, you, Ali and Joe. Hmm? Down here in South Devon on the seaside. And actually, a live, maybe we can even do some live cases.
0: Oh shit, live cases, yeah. With people watching,
1: <laughs> yes, we'll be. yeah, yes. Could I st- be
0: could I like stay in the background and just like have somebody on my ear tell me I've done the correct thing, <laughs> or is it just
1: this is what to say, this is what not to say. <laughs>
0: My glasses. Do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the swingster. Oh yeah, sorry, that <laughs> was not
2: the secret. Did you profile.
1: get it, <laughs> Martin? This is dangerous doing a podcast. <laughs> with you is the most dangerous thing ever.
2: Oh,
0: but it it's so fun, isn't it? Mm. It's
1: kind of
0: fun, You're right?
1: Very. Well, I love I'm the fact that now you work like with children. I really, really like the fact that you work with children now. Oh. Martin, well done you. Considering how, well, you, thank know, you what a, what a competent, uh, fabulous father and husband you are and now working with kids, I think it's fabulous.
0: Oh, I, I think my uh, uh, daughters would disagree about that. I uh, did not let her eat every gingerbread she saw. Today, oh. so like I'm the Listen, terrible man, father. Yeah. This
1: is the other thing. Oliver is my Oliver is 20. and you know, you try to do everything when they grow up, you'll never, I know that is cliche, but kid me, kid you not, you'll never do it right. You will always be there, no. will always be, you know. Uh, the only oh thing that God. holds
0: me together now is that I, I got two daughters and. Empirically, daughters and dads works out well, but daughters and moms don't sound like in the future I will be the good guy ever.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, he's the same. He's the same here, actually. I have a lovely, lovely rapport with Oliver. Although, I mean, they arrive at 20 and actually start becoming really patronizing and tell you what to do, and I think, Bagger off, son. Just go back to university. Mm, baby. Yeah.
0: Learning new stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took that uh, when I did uh, history. I did the social anthropology, the sociology, and all that stuff. And, you know, this you, is what he's doing. He's doing, anthropology. Patronizing, doing Yeah.
1: Oh, he's doing yeah. anthropology. He loves I it. I know
0: society now. I understand yeah. it. The symbol of a power, but pure bourdieu. Oh, that's where, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. are well, the capital- capitalists. I'm I know
0: been there and symbolic power and symbolic religion and symbolic culture by Clifford Geertz. You'll get her You'll yeah, get her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's it. Yeah.
1: That's great. It's
0: all the same. But all right, Anna Maria, we've been talking for, well, soon to be an hour and 10 minutes.
1: Do you think anybody's going to listen to our ramblings?
0: Well at this point I really don't give a fuck. I just no, enjoy no, this is
1: me. I really enjoy yeah. talking to you, Martin. You're quite apart from the moment when you said about the zit, because now every time I'm gonna be looking at clients mm. back,
2: you are just gonna be thinking yeah. about
1: are you weird, you're just so weird.
2: <laughs>
0: you hear glass shadows in the background. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But I do, I do enjoy talking with people, and do enjoy talking with people that uh, challenge me a bit. And having said that, I know I've been, I've been talking to people that I, I agree with, so I don't like
2: being
1: challenged. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what, Martin? It's me and my colleagues, the closest colleagues. We talk very often about data. So we need to get away from this eco chamber. Yeah, We really, we, between each other, and I love you for that, because your podcasts are amazing, mate,
2: for actually
1: challenging and bringing people back down. So I was explaining today to my husband about, you know, that me and you were talking tonight, and he says, oh, what type of podcast is it? (laughs) And he said, it's actually a podcast of being human, being a professional, being human. Everybody show all this amazing, you know practice and things and actually with martin we can talk about the where we where we're shit he's the first one that he brought us in to say actually what have you done what what have you been shit at today you know let's let's look at what what and that's so refreshing
2: you know accepting the
1: humanity so i can't thank you enough uh, for the, I, I'm out of Twitter now, X, whatever they call it. So I miss uh, your tweets there. But I, you know, I thank you because every Friday about the physio confessions, although I'm not a physio, I think of them all the time. It's my a little bit my, you know, uh, evaluation day. What have I done really shit this week? You know, no. and, uh, <laughs> you know, so many, but no, exactly. it, it's... a.
0: We need to be human, don't we? We yes. need to. Yeah, yeah. And it's it is like we're in a profession where we're talking about yeah. humans and humans. We're in a profession where everybody just wants to be the best, yeah. and, and and the greatest. Yeah, yeah. And most and of all, holder
1: of knowledge, or the hold. Yeah. I know this, and therefore. I advise you to do that, and I think no. fuck. If it was that, if it was that easy, do you, like I open the, the one of the pet hates I got. I open my feeds, Facebook or whatever it is, uh, all these amazing quotes, mm. and I think you fucker. <laughs> if you really think that people could change with an amazing quote, do you really think we would have this shit show? That we're having, you know, the days where I cannot fucking get out of bed.
0: <laughs> but grab the day. I'm Andrea, grab like, the know, day. Parances, Carfé diem.
1: Yeah, DM. fuck DM. Yes, exactly. You know, it makes you feel really <laughs> guilty. Like if you're choosing not to. Like with obesity. Um, and this is why. A bit of a shout out to Ben Cormack and Adam Milking. they made on the BCP a beautiful I know that you're on the BCP as well they made, they made a beautiful video yeah. on obesity and actually I had to text them and they said, thank you for speaking about obesity because I'm obese you know so I, I feel you know very it's a, something very personal to me talking about obesity with such a kindness and understanding instead of a judgment. Because so we yeah. go home, eat less and exercise more. Do you really think? <laughs> you know, know, I remember when I was having, <laughs> we were trying to have the second child and could not have it. So it was because of my weight. And, you know, we we're thinking about going to IVF. Uh, and the, the consultant said, oh, you need to lose weight. You go home, lose a bit of weight, come back in three months. And I thought, do you not think that wanting a child and you know having a child, you know that would be enough of a motivation for me to lose weight? You know, it's not as straightforward. Obviously, listen, I eat uh, um, and I don't exercise enough. Of course, I know that, but there is more to that, and this is why you mm-hmm. know all these of people with those amazing quotes. But, yeah,
0: fuck them! Fuck them!
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have a good a good
0: good anecdote about that actually. I have a good good close friend of mine that was trying to get uh pregnant with his now wife and uh, and they got to the test tubing stage and he's not uh so depression got him out of work. Yeah. He's quite depressed and and of course in the interview was like, why can't you work well? Depression and stuff like that. And so there was, they were like, well, we can't okay. This test tubing stuff because you're depressed you're
1: depressed. Yeah. The same thing. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they got home. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And now they got two kids.
1: Yeah. For me, he's yeah. still
0: fucking. He's still fucking depressed, but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, yeah, like, to me, it was because
1: yeah. they said, you know, they said in, in my in my county, Devon, back along, they were not uh, what do you call it? Because I already had one child, it would have been my second child. Because I was obese, they were not um, funding. So they said, Anna, you need to lose weight, and and I did lose weight, uh, what I was. But then we realized actually. Is that a child we want? Is that the need of the child? So we realized that with one child, we were very, very happy. But the whole process was really traumatic about the weight, you know, the, mm. the fact that they they, they 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 back along, they thought obesity, like, it's your fault. Yes, part of it, I'm responsible of it. Of it but I need help. Can you please help? Um, Depression is another big one, you know? Oh, yeah, you're depressed because, yeah, often you hear, oh, yeah, you should be doing that, you should be doing that. Well, actually, you know, it's um, it's a little, I don't know if you read, um, I'm just finishing it now uh, on Audi- on Audible, the latest from Robert Salponsky, Determined. Uh, no. There is no free will, he called it. He, he wrote Behave and he wrote uh, Zebras Don't Have Ulcers. But this last one, it's about we determined, it's about we do not have free will. It might sound very negative. Bisexual is a very, very positive uh, um, view of where our decision sometimes comes from and uh, the determination from epigenetics and so on. It is really, I cannot recommend it enough. So those yeah. fa- for those of you that you've put on those fucking, you know, um, Quotes uh, about choosing, having a choice, and changing your life is in your <laughs> hands. Back off.
0: You are in control. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you are yeah. in control. So those of you, instead, that cannot change your life and are still waking up sometimes are depressed, it means that you're not in control and you are just so bad. Yeah. that's hmm.
0: Yeah. Some so- of the biggest things, the, the biggest gift that I ever gave myself was to just accept that I was feeling down and yeah. stop looking for yeah. explanations for it. Yeah. And now uh, I'm heavily medicated, as they say in
2: Norway. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, yeah. yeah.
1: The last, uh, the, and then I'm then closer because I get very excited about it. Um, Somebody said at one of the conferences, I went, it was actually was the psychedelic conference, and one of the, the, the academics there said, so we always try to, when we become anxious, we always try to self-regulate. Mm. But what about if we don't self-regulate? Mm. What about if we actually, as long as it's not traumatic for the moment, what about if we, we ride with a wave mm. of anxiety? Eventually the wave is going to go. Next time the wave comes up again, because you haven't self-regulated, you haven't symptom modified it, the brain might not be as scared of it as it was. That really reflected a little bit, made very much sense what we do with gradual exposure, with pain, isn't it? We don't often, you know, sometimes symptom modification is great, but not total symptom modification. Because actually we want to expose people, the pain is part of life. So I really enjoyed that. Sometimes accepting the accepting that today I am like this, that my brain, you know, is not is struggling, is very much struggling. That's okay.
0: Yeah. And that, what resonates with me is like I'm always kind of uh romanticized my own down periods by being this warrior that fights monsters yes. yes yes and then even as my my warrior gets more torn down more wounded it's still like i've been here before yeah. i've been here before i'll do you as well <laughs> and just every time yeah so it's yeah, like yeah. I did not self-regulate, so I know what I'm to expect out I've, I've been here before, I'll deal with you as well. Yeah.
1: This is this
0: yeah, this got too dark, on Maria, this got too dark.
1: <laughs> but this is what no, but jokes aside though, not well, not jokes at all, but this is exactly once we I know that there is always coming out of it. Yeah. So yeah, no, thank you very much. That's very frank conversations with you, um, Mr. and I'd never pronounce your surname, Martin. Very frank conversation. So thank you for um, for having this amazing podcast and for inviting yeah. me, for allowing me to talk over you.
0: Mm, every time, Ana Maria, every time, love it good stuff and also I love the the fact that it's uh, a Norwegian and an Italian talking uh second <laughs> language <laughs> yeah <laughs> we rock, so
1: rock and roll let's
0: let's do these goodbyes in our native songs should we and we should say thank you for listening and have a, a nice Christmas shouldn't we for Natale yeah do you want to go first Al Maria
1: Buon Natale a tutti, Have a fun, thank you Martin and Buon Natale uh, you, your family and all the listeners and I hope you take something out of the podcast and I hope that you feel that you are like us or not like us So you can challenge but that we talk your language and we are not
2: yeah. you know
1: at a we're not putting ourselves at a different level
0: yeah Love how I asked you to do that in Italian and you just changed back to English.
1: Oh, right, really? Did you I didn't hear you that you asked me to do in Italian. <laughs> Buon Natale a tutti, carissimi. Tanti, tanti tanti auguri di Natale di un anno buono, di felicità, gioiosa e eh, di un 2024 di fatto di salute.
0: Mm, nice one. Now it's my phone. Um Tak fordi du kom på podcasten. Jeg håber, at de, som hørte på det her, drager nytte af det, og ellers god jul og godt nytår. What
1: he says? What he said?
0: What? What? Yeah, what I said? Yeah, what
1: he said?
0: Yeah. It's such a difficult language. And there was no swear words in there. Actually, I'm being frank. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. And uh... <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah.
1: Bye now.